Shalom, brothers and sisters. We're here again on another Sabbath. You know, Ten Commandments follow the Sabbath. We're here again today for a Sabbath class. Um, I want to thank you all. I'm glad to see your faces. This week was hectic. You know, it went by fast, too. You know, closer we get to the holidays, you know, things become rampant. Emotions fly high. And um, I thought today would actually be a good lesson um, for learning about the origin of witchcraft. Um, we're going to go into today, uh, we're going we're gonna to point out a few things, how prevalent um, necromancing or sorcery is in our society today. I think um, followers of Christ, like each one of us, uh, should be able to identify certain spirits. And um, one thing you're going to see today is that they sensationalize witchcraft in this world. You know, Harry Potter and all the other things. Um, and we're going to go into it today. And I thought that it would be a good lesson just because, you know, I think Halloween is in two weeks or maybe next week. Or something. It's coming up soon. And four days. Four days? Okay. Yeah, I know, right. How you know? Oh, somebody was talking about it? Forget that. <laughs> so, you know, um, as I've gone into stores um, this entire week, I've seen ghouls and goblins and skulls. and It just feels dreary out. You know, it feels gloomy out. It feels like it's a darkness over the world right now. And, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit today. We're going to identify where it started and, and you know, usually who Satan tries to manipulate in order to push forth his agenda. And we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, to Genesis. We're going to go back to our father and mother, Eve. And we're going to talk about that tree. Because that tree is where all sorcery and necromancy come from today. So we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. And we're going to, we're going to start in Genesis 2. We're going to just read uh, 16 and 17. What you're going to find out is this is the first... Uh, this is the first act of sorcery on mankind. Um, you're going to find out that there was a, a spiritual element that came with the sin of Adam and Eve. And that spiritual element that didn't exist beforehand is death. That came with the sin. So we're going to go into it today so we can identify, protect ourselves, and protect our children. Alright, we're going to go to Genesis 2. Well, actually, before we go to Genesis 2, I want to show you a few photos of what I mean. When I say it's witchcraft is prevalent. Most of us know this is charm. This was a show on television. This was a series. Maybe, you know, I know when I was coming up, this was a series. Um, you know, of course, it's, it's aimed towards young women, right? Sabrina, the teenage witch. See how they sensationalize these things and have our young girls look up, you know, to these characters. <coughs> Excuse me, as if sorcery. Is something that's positive. So I just want to put that on your mind. This thing is glorified all throughout the media and the advertisement. They're telling us that, you know, there's good magic, there's bad magic. We're going to learn about it today. See? This is, these are the women they're promoting. The Beyonce's, the Madonna's, the Rihanna's. Right? All witches, all sorcerers. There's Madonna. So we're going to go into it today. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. <clears throat> Genesis 2, verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. 
for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Right. So this this tree had good and evil in it. See, and that's how they sold this thing because they wouldn't be able to sell it if it didn't have any good in it. <clears throat> for instance, uh, when you have these medications, you know, Zoloft and all these things you see on TV, it helps in some way, but it's detrimental in another way. So this information was good for some things, but through it, death came. Read that scripture again from the time, brother. Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt, shalt not eat of it. Right. For, in the day, mm -hmm. for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Right. So we're going to show you the difference between this tree, which all religion, the Kabbalah, um, all sorcery, um, that science that was taught through the fall of this tree is what's, being, what's ruling this universe today. You can see it everywhere you go. So we're going to go into it today and show you the difference between this tree in the tree of the Most High, because the Most High had a tree also. So we're gonna we're gonna go into Revelations twenty two to show you that tree of life, because see Satan always mimics the Most High. You're gonna find out that um, that tree wasn't planted by the Most High. That that tree of good and evil. That tree was planted by Samuel, which is a is a demon. He's a fallen angel, and uh, you can read about that in Third Baruch. It, it, they cross splice, you know, some things and put together this. Because if you remember in Genesis 1, the Most High God commanded Adam and said that you can eat of all the trees, you know, will be good for food. And somewhere mm -hmm. after that, when Satan was cast out of heaven, in order for him to, for us, for in order for us to relegate our power to him, this is the way the angels tried to deceive us so they could get the power in this realm. The only way they could get the power because why? Adam was the ruler. He ruled everything. He named the animals. You know, he ruled. In order to, you know, for them to be substantiated over us, they had to trick us. So we're going to go to Revelations 22 and we're going to read um, 1 through 3. This is the, the, the tree of life. Revelations 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water and life Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. Tree of life. Which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. So we were supposed to go to this tree. We wasn't supposed to deal with the tree of good and evil. This tree yields twelve different fruits. And it yields its fruit every month. Now, Satan mimicked that. And he has something that yields, but it changes each month. And that's the horoscopes. Notice how that changes from month to month. That's part of the information that Eve received that we shouldn't have. Um, because we should get to know brothers and sisters and not know how to control them. You know, a lot of people are dealing with the horoscope to say, okay, you know, he gets angry about this. Or, you know, she's emotional about that. And see, there's, there's good in it. But it all leads to death. And we're going to go over today. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Revelations 22 and 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. So we were supposed to go to the tree for healing. 
if you wanted to know something about, you know, what was going on in your future or what the Most High had for you, you would just go to this tree for the fruit. It had everything you needed. But Satan, of course, he came in to deceive us because this was the only way that he could rule. Read. Verse 3. And there shall be no more curse. Now that shows you that that tree is a curse. Not this tree, but the tree from Adam and Eve. That tree is a curse. Read, brother. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Right. So this is a spiritual tree, this tree. And no man can't get to it now. It's in a different realm. When you go into, I think it's Genesis 2, it tells you that there's swords spinning in front of the gates. So there's an angel there, and it's a vortex almost. It's a gate, a doorway into another realm that have been blocked off. Until, you know, the kingdom comes because of our disobedience. So flesh and blood can't even enter this anymore. It's being it's being guarded. All right. And we're going to move on to uh, Genesis five, because what you're going to find out is that in Genesis three, um, the Bible talks about the serpent seed versus the woman's seed. And that serpent seed started with Cain because Cain killed his brother. So what that was. What it's saying is that there would always be a race or a, a people that would fight against the Most High's people, you know, the Most High's truth, the most, you know. So there would always be somebody that would do the devil's work, starting then. And it started with Cain. Cain slew his brother. He was the seed of the serpent. <clears throat> we're going to go into that today. We want to show you, <clears throat> before we move on, we're going to go to Genesis 5, but... A lot of times people will philosophize and use theology to say that there must have been Adamites or, you know, other people other than Adam and Eve because because Cain had a wife. I mean, Cain had a child. So they'll, you know, they'll philosophize and say, so there must have been other people because, you know, Ad, or, you know, there must have been other Eves. There must have been other people, many people. And that's not the truth. And, you know, we got to make sure that we dispel those those fallacies. We're going to go to Genesis 5 and 1 to prove to you that Cain, oh, well, that Adam had daughters. So when they try to use that, you know, there must have been other people thing, then you can shoot it down because Adam had daughters. And the Bible talks about it. The reason why it's not prevalent in the Bible is because the story that it was trying to teach the characters, the main characters were Cain and Abel. So it didn't go in depth about everything else. But when you go in other records, post-biblical records, like Enoch, it tells you this. And Jubilees, it tells you this. We're going to go into a little bit of it today. We're going to go to Genesis 5 to prove to you that Genesis, uh, that uh, Adam had daughters. Because this is where Satanists go. This is where pagans go. This is where Muslims go to try to say that the Bible don't add up. We're going to read uh, verse 1. Genesis 5 and 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. And the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Right, so we know that the we know that the image of the most high God is male and female. Now, that's because you have, you know, the Holy Spirit, you have the Most High, and you have the Son, which have uh, three different entities with three different functions. Now Satan have tried to mimic that, and he used this. Let us show you. See? <clears throat> It has a man's face or a goat's head. It has women breast. See, so he mimicked the Most High's image. This is the image of Satan. This is the image of Satan. It have dual characteristics. See, so he've always tried to mimic. And look at how her hands are. This is this is purpose. The things that they're doing. This is marketed to us. This is marketed towards our children. These are the, sh the shows that our kids want to go to. This is what's being played on the radio. 
So we have to find out how to defend ourselves righteously. We're going to go back to uh, Genesis 5 and 1. Uh, no, we're actually going to go to Genesis 5 and 4 to prove to you that Adam had daughters. Genesis 5 verse 4. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. Read that again. <clears throat> and the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. So if you read the book of Jubilees, it tells you that um, <clears throat> that he married, Cain married his sister Awan. And it's, it's his sister because there was only those parents at the time. But in Bible times, you could date your cousins because it wasn't immediate like it is now. Uh, so he dated his sister, we'll call her his sister, named Awan, and you can actually find that in the book of Jubilees, which is a, a extra biblical text that <clears throat> have been published by a lot of the universities, Oxford, Cambridge, so you can find these records. Um, you know, we don't just stick with the Bible, uh, because the, Romans, the Roman Catholic Church took control and canonized certain books in order for you not to have the understanding that they have. So they gave us what they would allow us to read, and, you know... We don't deal with that, you know. We're gonna read anything that is, um, that is, that is uh, promoted in the Bible. Any book that's promoted in the Bible that the Bible speaks that it leads us to, we're gonna go to it. Uh, we're gonna read read four again before we move on, brother. Genesis five and four. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. All right, now we're gonna go back to Genesis three and one to talk about that serpent. Now we're gonna go into this tree. <clears throat> Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now it says the serpent. That serpent is Satan or Lucifer. We're going to prove that to you because I've had people ask me, Who is that serpent? We're going to prove to you that that serpent is Satan. We're going to go to Revelations 12 and 9 to prove to you that that serpent was Satan in the garden. Revelation 12 verse 9 And the great dragon was cast out That old serpent Why is it calling it that old serpent? Because that's the serpent that was in the garden Read that again brother And the great dragon was cast out That old serpent called the devil And Satan which deceived the whole world He was cast out into the earth And his angels were cast out with him Remember that his angels were cast out with him See there was fallen angels We're going to go into that today they don't usually go to this in church because the Romans are actually worshiping these angels that fall, fell. You're going to find that out today. Clearly, you're going to find that out today. Read that scripture again, brother. Revelation 12 and 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, this serpent is the god of the Canaanites. He's the god of the governments. You notice that in Revelations it talks about that scarlet beast, right? The seven, the seven heads, uh, ten horns. The seven heads, we know that's Rome. The ten horns are the European countries that came out of Rome with the same ideologies. It said scarlet color beast because that's Esau's God. See? It's the red man's God. So Esau, when you talk to the Jewish people, they claim Yahweh. They claim Jehovah is the God. So it's, it's truly actually Esau's it's Esau's God. So while people are talking about, you know, the white man this and the white man that, you following the white man's God. See? So we're going to go into it. Because Satan have tried to deceive us. He have infiltrated the church. We're not into color, but that's the God that the Edomites follow. 
So we're going to separate ourselves from that and we're going to point out and shine a flashlight on those darknesses. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to go back to Genesis now. We're going to read three, one through seven. Genesis three and one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yeah, hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And now, no, excuse me, sorry. Now, usually Satan comes in dealing with the pure or the innocent. He usually comes to an innocent woman, right? Or a woman who have insecurities and he say, you know what? Let me empower you through this knowledge. That's usually how this goes. Disney have promoted these things. Have you ever noticed in the Disney movies there's always some type of potion? It's always some type of apple, right? Where they're introducing it to a young lady or a young lad, right? And usually it's innocent. You got, what, Snow White, the 12 dwarfs, right? Dwarfs are demons. You can look that up. You got uh, Sleeping Beauty, right? Beauty and the Beast. There's magic in all of these. So Walt, didn't, Walt Disney have actually sensationalized witchcraft. And you know, put it on a pe- put it on a plate for our kids. Notice that uh, what's that? The Little Mermaid. See, so this is what they're pushing. It's being glorified and sensationalized. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Genesis three and one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Right, read. And the and the woman said unto the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it. Right. So Satan is, he's working his magic now. Of course, he comes to the woman usually when she's alone. That's usually how he gets her. When she's alone, then sometimes she's unstable with her emotions. And Satan knows this. He, he play on women's emotions now the same way he played on her emotions then. See, they don't change it. Satan is, he's very lazy. He just do the same thing over and over because he know most people aren't smart enough to catch on. So from generation to generation, he used the same tricks. We're going to go into it today. Usually, what you'll find out is he uses curiosity. He used Eve's curiosity to get her because Adam knew. The Most High told Adam, don't touch that tree. He didn't tell Eve. Adam told Eve, but he didn't tell Adam. I mean, he didn't tell Eve. So Satan, here you go, coming in. Read. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Read three again, brother. Verse three. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat of it. Oh, excuse me. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Gods with an S, that's plural. This is talking about fallen angels. So he will give her the understanding of fallen angels, the same understanding that fallen angels have. Her eyes will be open. See, so here you go. He's playing on her curiosity, on her insecurities. Read. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food... And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So most, a lot of people are saying, well, why did Adam, why did he partake in this? He was strong, he was, you know, he was, he was vigorous, and the deal is this, you know, the Adam was pure at this time, he didn't have 
the understanding of deceitfulness. She did. So she could easily deceive him at this time because he didn't have the understanding. All he knew was, don't touch that tree. So once she was opened up, and that's usually how it happens, he'll go to the woman first, and then she'll bring it back. So we have to be very careful, sisters included. We got to know when there's something present there and it's not you. So we're going to go into it. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. So what we got to understand is that Satan understands how to manipulate. He's a deceiver, and... When you're dealing with a woman, Satan understands this, that when a woman is emotional, she could make the wrong decision based on those emotions. Sometimes she's unstable when it comes to, you know, making the correct decision when she's emotional, you see? And Lucifer knows this, so he plays on her emotions. Not just her, all people, but specifically a woman. Specifically a woman. Read that last scripture again, brother. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So, at this time, Adam knew no shame. He was like a kid. You, you remember how it was when you was a kid. You didn't know wrong. You was just happy. So, he wasn't expecting to be deceived. Now, what Satan likes to do is, he will put a woman in a precarious uh, situation by playing on her security. So, when you when our sisters are in the supermarket, they throw, he throwing all types of insecurities. You're not light enough. Not thin enough. All of these things, he just throwing it there, right? Because once he gets you there, then you'll say, you know what? I want to fit in. Let me find that tree. Let me find that. See? So he plays on a woman's insecurities. The things that the Most High said is a beauty. See? So we got to be very, very careful. Uh, we're going to... One other thing is, Satan knows this. The way that we're being taught. Um, in school, you're being taught linear, which means... I give you what to study and you study. Men don't really, we're not good at that. Women can learn anything. You can put it in front of them and they can learn it. Men are different. We're different in creation, which means we are usually going to study what we're interested in. So you give me what I'm interested in and I'll study that. See? So the way they have set it up is for the women actually to be over us. Even with the education. Because you can put a book in front of a woman. Even if it's not something she's interested in, she can learn it like that. That's one, of, that's one of the gifts of the woman. See, so Satan knew this. He would use all these things. He usually goes to a sister who, who feels weak or somebody, not even just a sister, somebody who feel like they've been wronged. Right? Feel like, you know, they're never chosen. They're never in the good crowd. See, he'll use that insecurity to say, let me empower you. Take of that fruit. Right? This is how, the mo this is how Satan works. So we got to be very careful. We have to protect our women. And women have to protect too. And they have to understand when something is prevalent that's not them. Sisters understand when they're feeling a little different. Because Satan knows when you're feeling different, you may make the wrong decision. So we got to understand that. The Bible says respect the woman as the weaker vessel. See? So we got to do that. Because Satan know how to manipulate her. He always go to her first. We're going to go through a couple instances. Now it may not be the sister sitting here, but he may use a woman to come to you. He may use your mother, your sister. See? A lot of the sisters are angry. A lot of them, they think that, you know, through being promiscuous and 
you know, being free, that gives them power. I'm going to show that man. I'm going to show him what he's missing. See, that's that's how Satan comes. Have you feel that way? Like, you know, like you've been, uh, you know, like, like maybe you've been attacked or you've been wrong. That's how he comes. He usually go to the sisters that are pure. We're going to move on to Job 9 and 24 to prove to you. Satan would always go to the women, even to keep the traditions in the house. It would be gone through the woman. He would use the woman because the woman is the one who likes to what? Set the table, you know, set up the decoration. So he would use the woman in order to push these, push his agenda into the next generation. We're going to prove it to you. Job 9 and 34, uh, 24, excuse me. <clears throat> Job 9 verse 24 The earth is given into the hand of the wicked So through that sin from Eve The earth was given into the hand of the wicked Now we're not pointing this out to say Start blaming women for everything That Eve did in the past That's not what we're saying What we're trying to do is identify Who Satan is going to come to first In order to Because women control everything I'm sorry to say it They control the home They control the kids They control the man See, so he would come to her because it's the only way to get you to trip. So sisters have to know this too. He's going to bring usually a sister to you telling you, listen, let's go out. Forget that. Put your freakum dress on, girl. Let's go. Put your makeup on. We're going to go out. We're going to talk to a whole bunch of dudes. This is how Satan comes. See? This is how Satan comes. Read that again, brother. Job 9 verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? Now, we're not telling you this to go fight against your daughters or your wives or your sisters. What you have to do is be endowed with the wisdom of the Most High. Because why? You are fighting the unseen. Don't fight her. Because that's what Satan wants. He wants you to fight her. See? Now it's an issue. Now it's rhetorical. It's, it's going around in a circle. So don't fight the woman. You have to understand what's going on. There's something there. So we got to be patient and compassionate. Read that again, brother. Job 9, verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? That's saying you can't get righteous judgment in this world. The judges wearing black. You can't get any righteous judgment in this world. So through that sin, everything has fall. And I want to put this out there. Eve was innocent. I'm going to put it out there because I know a lot of brothers like to harp to that and blame Eve for everything. Because if that's what's in your heart, that's what will manifest itself. But that's not what we're saying. We know that Eve was innocent. She was deceived. She was innocent. So we're not here to blame her. What we're here to do is show the men, listen, you need to get your women back. Understand they're being attacked and understand how to protect them. That's why we're going into this today. We're going to go to uh, Jeremiah 31 and 22 because it was, it was said that the woman would start to be over the man. It would be a feminist thing that they would be pushing in. That's not good for man or woman or the family if the woman is outside of her rightful position. We're going to prove it to you. Go to Jeremiah 31 and 22. <clears throat> Jeremiah 31 verse 22. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? Now he's calling Israel a backsliding daughter because... He, he referred to Israel as his wife. Now, we started breaking laws, so he's referring to us as a backsliding daughter. Read. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? 
for the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. Right. So what that means is women would be elevated to a position to be leading families and leading homes and be in charge and have the last say so, which is not the rightful position for them. A woman is made to be a helpmeet for her man. So then they can build their power and dominion together. That's 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 the that's what's supposed to happen. But Satan have twisted that. So what we have read it again, brother. <clears throat> Verse twenty two. How long will thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. So this is not a good thing. I know women are they're actually being boastful and boisterous with the fact that they're independent. And it's it's not that's not how it should be. We shouldn't boast in those things. There's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, they got the songs out there, you know, I-N-D-E-P, right? <laughs> so they're actually pushing this thing. And it's not of the most high. It's, it's truly not of the most high. So when a woman have to be elevated to that position because men aren't doing their job, you know, maybe the father isn't there or whatever the case may be, she have to take that position. But it's not of the most high. So what do men have to do? When women take that control, men have to be number one. You have to be linked in with the most high and get your righteous power back because that's the only way to do this. You can't fight her. That's that's going to compound the problem. You have to get your righteous power back by going to the most high. That's the only way to do this. Be endowed with his wisdom. Fight the unseen. We're going to go because one thing that you're going to find out and you probably know this already. We're our families are under spiritual attack. We are under spiritual attack from everywhere. Everywhere, especially now, dealing in these holidays, Satan is roaming. People are angry. People are sad. People are emotional. They don't have money. They don't have, you know, they don't have a home to do Thanksgiving or Halloween or Christmas. They don't have money for those things. So that makes people feel a certain type of way around this time. We're going to go into it today. We're talking about the origin of evil, the origin of witchcraft. And the judgment for that. That's what we're going into today. We're going to go to Ezekiel 35 and 31. Hold on. 34 and 31. Sorry. Excuse me. Ezekiel. 34 verse 31 And ye my flock, the flock of my pastor, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. Read that again, brother. 31 And ye my flock, the flock of my pastor, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. So the men are supposed to be the leaders of their home. Something have switched where they're not leading. And the reason why he chose men is because Satan plays on women's insecurities. See? So once that happens... She become different. She become tampered with because now she feel like she's not good enough, and that'll have you. Okay, you know what? Go get a face full of makeup, put the shortest, tightest thing on. I'm gonna prove to myself that I, I worth something. Right? <laughs> so this is this is how Satan comes. This is what Satan does. And sisters know when it's happening. It may not happen to them, but you've seen sisters going through it. You know they're angry at whatever reason, and they take it out by being free. Let's say. Alright, read that scripture again, brother. Verse 31. And ye my flock, the flock of my pastor, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord so God. So he's not trying to be chauvinistic. That's not what's going on here. But 
Satan plays on that woman's insecurities and he comes to her first. So as the man, you have to be the backbone there to straighten it up, to pick her up, to protect her, to say, you know, that's fine. This is okay. Don't worry about that. You know, have some patience, some compassion, right? So men have to pick up their rightful position and get their power back because it really should be the man, you know, making the final decision if it's a family. Now, for sisters who don't have a husband yet, that's fine because now you actually can get yourself right with God. Right, and then when it come in, you can definitely your relationship will flourish then because you was following a man who you never saw, which was God. You'd definitely be able to follow a man that you can see now. See, so it actually it actually helps because the reason why a lot of relationships don't work is because the woman can't be led a lot of time, or the man don't want to lead. <laughs> you gotta beg him to take some responsibility, right? <laughs> see, so we're gonna we're gonna go to Genesis three because. We want to get the curse out the way, but the most the men have to step up and do what they know is right because a woman is meant to follow you and she will follow you. Think about brothers. We've all been in relationships and doesn't it seem like when you were in those relationships that that girl just accepted your behavior no matter what it was? See? There's drug dealers and they have girlfriends. There's pimps and they have girlfriends. See? So no matter what kind of lifestyle there is that you're living, there's a woman that will accept it because that's how they are trained to be. See? So we got to do better, gentlemen. We got to do better. We're going to go to Genesis 3 because we're going to go, we're going to finish out the curse that came with eating that tree. Because this is where the origin came from. Uh, 15 and 16. Uh, Genesis 15 and, uh, excuse me, Genesis 3 and 15. I'm sorry. Genesis 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So it's showing you that there would be there would be conflict between the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. And that started with the two brothers that killed that the brother Cain who killed his brother Abel. So that was the serpent seed working right then and there. Uh, read that scripture again, brother. Verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow See, and thy so conception. That, there it goes. See, he would use, Satan would use this because women have more, they're worried about more things than men are. A man can worry about one thing at a time. Women are like, they're worried about everything. Because this was part of the sins. So Satan know this and he play on these things. He plays on these things, right? Read that again, brother. Verse 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Right. So that means when a woman is having a baby, she would have pain to the point where a lot of these sisters, they got another potion for you. They beg for an epidural to take a shot in your spine so you can forget why you in this pain. Because, see, that pain when a woman was having a baby was supposed to remind her to stay virtuous and respectful. See? Because that pain came from Eve. And that's what's supposed to come to their mind when they're having that child. But when you take that thing off, it's like, yeah, don't even worry about what happened. Just just go. See? So, read that again, brother. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, 
and he shall rule over thee. See, so their desire would be to their husband, which means they would want to please their man. They would actually feel as if they love a man more so than he does. And it's, it's not the truth, but this is part of the sin that came with her, that came with uh, Eve. When she partaked in that fruit, this was part of the repercussions for that. So that pain during childbirth is supposed to remind a woman to stay virtuous and obedient. And it says that she would desire to be with thy husband, which would means she would deal with him righteously. She would be scared to, you know, to lose him. She would act respectfully with him. She would come to him before anything because she don't want to lose him. Right. She don't want what happened with Adam and Eve's case to happen in her case. See, read that scripture again, brother, from the top 16, please. Genesis 3 and 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Right, now we're going to go to Genesis 6 and 1. This is where paganism and necromancy and witchcraft and sorcery, wizardry, this is where it all came from, was this tree. Genesis 6 verse 1. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them. Right, read that again. Verse 1, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. Now, in it, we talked about fallen angels. We're going to go into it, you know, um, there was fallen angels, and it talks about it in the Bible. And what they did was, even after the Eve thing, they linked in with another woman. See, they started having children with the, the daughters of Cain. So that was Satan again, coming after the woman, like he always does. That's why we got to be, have our heels up. We got to be protected. We got to have, you know, protection. We got to have men of God around. Read that again, brother. Verse 1, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. So when men, when there was many men, they started having daughters. Read. Verse 2, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now it says sons of God. This is talking about angels. And we're going to prove it. You know, usually in the church, they tell you this is the sons of Seth or somebody. Seth. But it's not. This, read that again. These are fallen angels. We're going to prove it. Verse 2. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. Now we know how you become somebody's wife through intercourse, through sexual intercourse. So they took wives. Now how do we prove that the sons of God is not men? How do we prove that it's angels? We're going to go to Job 1 and 6 to prove to you that the sons of God is talking about angels. Job chapter 1 verse 6. Job 1 and 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Now, do men present themselves before the Lord? Read that again, brother. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. To prove to you that this is in the spiritual realm. This is not a man coming before the Most High. Men don't go before the Most High. Angels go before the Most High every sundown. Read that again, brother. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came present, them, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Read. Verse 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered to the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. To prove to you that this wasn't on earth. This was in the heavenly realm. Human men don't go to the heavenly realm. See, so this was angels. 
and to prove to you that Satan is still in control by the Most High. The Most High asked him something, he answered it. See? So even he know that he's not in control. He just tricked us to think that. He know even at this point, when the Most High asks you something, you give him an answer. See? So even Satan's not that dumb. It's us <laughs> that actually think Satan has some power. He even know he's in total subjection to the Most High. Read that scripture one more time, brother. Verse 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and walking up and down it. Alright, now we're going to go to Second Peters 2 and 4, because we're going to talk a little bit more about these fallen angels and what they did. What transpired? Second uh, Peter, the sons of God, that's angels now. Stick with us. Second Peter, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. Second Peter 2 and 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment. If the Most High spared not the angels that sinned. What was the angel's sin? Right? Sleeping with human women. That was the sin. They're not supposed to do that. Angels are eternal, so they don't need to procreate. But when an angel come down into the form of a man and have intercourse with a woman, that thing that comes from that is like half angel, you know, half angelic almost. And that's where you got David and Goliath. That's where you got Goliath and those giants from. That was the, that's what came from uh, angelic with spirit, or the spiritual realm with this realm. That's what came from it. So the angels did sin. And they usually won't teach you this because the Catholic Church are actually worshiping these angels that fell. We're going to prove that to you to death. We're going to go to uh, Jude 1 and 6. It's all the way in the back. Jude chapter 1 verse 6 Jude 1 and 6 And the angels which kept not their first estate Read that again And the angels which kept not their first estate But left their own habitations He hath reserved in everlasting chains Under darkness unto the judgment of the great day So the angels that kept not their first estate Proven to you that they left heaven See They left heaven and went down uh, to earth And laid with women Read that again brother Verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved an everlasting chain under darkness until the judgment of the great day. Exactly. Now we're going to go to, uh, actually read the next scripture. Verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Right. So in Sodom and Gomorrah, we all know those of us who studied the Bible, what was going on, what was transpiring in that particular country. And that was angels. That was them down there. There was the same fallen angels dealing in that homosexuality and that sodomy. See, So even after the flood, they continued it. They continued this. Right? Um, read 13, brother. Jude 1, verse 13. Raising waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, 
to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Wandering stars. We know that the stars are angels. They wandered. They left with their constellation. They left the heavenly realm and they wandered here. See? We're going to prove it to you. This is what was going on. And we got to be very, very careful the things that we learning because these angels taught us witchcraft. That's where this came from. A lot of these things man didn't know. Man was pure. So we're going to go into some of the things that the fallen angels taught. Uh, we're going to go to read that scripture again before we move on, brother. Verse 13. Raising waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So there's a judgment for those fallen angels. Just like there's a judgment for us, there's a judgment for them. They're not above us. They're actually beneath us, to be honest with you. Angels were meant to minister to man. And see, they had a problem with that. <laughs> They had a problem that they were created first in creation, but yet they had to minister to Adam. They didn't like that. And that's why they did what they did. That's why they fell. And that's why they tried to trick them. Because they don't like us. We are God's greatest creation. We are his most prized possession. And they don't like that. Well, certain ones. The fallen angels. I'm not going to say all of them. Because you got Michael and Gabriel. You have many righteous angels. But there was, there was a third of the angels, the Bible says, that fell. And they're attacking us on a daily basis. On a daily basis. We're going to go to uh, Hebrews 11 and 5 right there in the New Testament. Hebrews 11 and 5. Hebrews 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Read that again. By faith Enoch was translated... That he should not see death. Enoch. So the Bible is talking about Enoch. Enoch is, is the grandfather of Noah. He was the high priest. He was king and priest at one time. He lived 364 years. And on that 365th year he wasn't found. He was translated. Which means he was taken up into the heavens like Elijah was. He didn't die. Read brother. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So Enoch had a testimony. So we're going to go into Enoch. And we wanted to prove to you that it actually speaks of it in the Bible. Christ gave this particular record to the disciples. Why would they be talking about Enoch if you shouldn't go into Enoch? See? So we're going to actually go into Enoch. We're going to go into R.H. Charles. R.H. Charles was a serious scholar in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And um, he... Translated um, from the original tongue, um, a litmus, a litmus of um, records, and this is just one of them. We're going to go into it today. Enoch was the Noah of, uh, excuse me, <laughs> he was the grandfather of Noah. Read that scripture one more time, brother. Uh, uh, Hebrews eleven and five. By faith, God was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him before. His translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Right. So we're going to go into Enoch's record now. We're going to see what was going on during the days of Enoch. One second. We're going to go to 
We're going to read chapter 1, verse 1. Just so you can get the context. Alright. Chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the blessing of Enoch. How he blessed the elect and the righteous. Who were to exist in the time of trouble. Rejecting all the wicked and ungodly. Enoch, a righteous man who was one with God, answered and spoke while his eyes were open and while he saw a holy vision in the heavens. All right, we're going to jump to verse 9 to prove you that this was the same scripture we just read in Jude to show you that the Bible and this was at, at one time together. Read verse 9, brother. And behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to destroy all the ungodly. And to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed. And of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now that's the exam same exact scripture from Jude. Now we're going to go to show you some of the things that they actually taught. We're going to go to Enoch uh, chapter 6 verse 1. We're going to read 1 through 6. Verse 1. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them. See? See, this is why they don't want you to read Enoch. They don't want you to dive into any of this. What were those gods? What was their sin? What did they do? They don't want you to dive into this. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 2. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men, and begat us children. And Simjaza, Simjaza. Yeah, you don't got to say it, bro. Who was their leader, said unto them, I fear you will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. So what the leader said is, if we do this, I'm, I'm afraid that y'all are going to turn back. You know, and I'm going to take the punishment as the leader. This is what he was saying. So they made a pact. Read. Verse 4. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. See, this was a conspiracy in the heavens. They conspired to do this and they knew it was wrong. And they knew it was a punishment coming for it. They knew. He said, I'm going to have to pay for this punishment on my own. So they knew it was a punishment, but they still wanted to do it. Read. Verse 5. Then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And they were all they were in all 200 who descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is in Syria today. And they know, the world powers know that if you control that area, you control the world. See, they'll never tell you that. But that's where it all happened. And if you control that area, you control the world. And that's why they're taking over that land. That's the mountain on the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stars going around. Paramount pictures. Verse 6. And they were all 200 who descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. Right. So that, that particular place is spiritual. We're going to go to chapter 7, verse 1. Through five, verse one, and all the others together with them with them untook the, excuse me, and all the others together with them took unto themselves wives 
and each chose for himself one. And they began to go into in unto them and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments. Taught them what? Charms and enchantments. And the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. Charms and enchantments, which was, they taught them spells. You know, they would come to a woman and say, Okay, you want that man? Write his name down on here and I'll make sure he lead that girl and he come to you. See, this is, the, this is how they came. And they always came innocently. This is, this is how they did it. They came innocent. Read that again, brother. Verse 1. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one. And they began to go in unto them and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. So they started splicing stuff. The same way they're doing GMOs now, they learned that from the fallen angels. This isn't something that came from the mind of a man. This came from a fallen angel. And it says made them acquainted with plants, like how we know about the poppy seed. All these different things that, you know, put you, you know, hallucinogenics. They learned all this from the fallen angels. This is what, this is what the fallen angels did. They taught us all of this, uh, all of this sin. And it was detrimental to the world. We're going to uh, go ahead, brother. Verse 2. And they became pregnant and they bare great giants. See, to prove you that the giants came from angels laying down with women. A lot of us didn't know where the giants came from. David and Goliath, the Philistines. This is what happened. These angels laid down with women and what came from that was what you would call a demigod. Or, you know, the Romans, they always claimed that they had blood from the angels. And this is why. Because they knew the story of the history. They knew Go ahead, brother. This is where you get the excuse me. This is where you get those stories of Hercules and you know all those Jupiter and Poseidon. This is where you get those those stories. Comes from right here. Go ahead, brother. Verse two. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants whose height was three thousand ells, who consumed who consumed all the acquisition of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, so they started to they started to persecute the men and the women. They started to attack the men and the women. They started to eat the men and the women. They came with the dinosaurs and the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and this is these were all things that were created through fallen angels to kill mankind to take us down because they have such a hatred for us. Go ahead, brother. Who consumed all the acquisition of men, and when men could no longer sustain them. The giants turned against them and devoured mankind. So once we weren't entertainment any longer, they started to turn towards us. And this is why the Most High God had to flood the earth. This is part. This is the majority reason why the Most High had to save us. He had to save us through flooding the earth. Because this is what was going on during the times of Noah. Go ahead, brother. Verse 5. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish. See, so they started to slice these animals. They started making pterodactyls and tyrannosaurus reps and... Those things aren't of the Most High. Those are the things that actually killed us. Those are the things that turned against us. The same things they're doing now. Go ahead, brother. <clears throat> Verse 5. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. And do what? Drink the blood. To show you that this is ritualistic. See? The same thing that's going on in these holidays, the blood drinking, right? The vampire, the Dracula stuff. That's real. This was ritualistic, what they were doing. This We learned this from angels. We we didn't learn this from the Most High. This came from that tree. This came from that tree. See, there's some good in the tree, but the, 
it's going to end your life, though. It's going to shorten your life. See? So we got to be very, very careful. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 5. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. Right. Now we're going to go to the next chapter and read 7. Oh, excuse me. That's what that is. Seven, 8. I'm sorry. Um... All right, chapter 8, verse 1. And Ezazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals. Right, see, so they taught us how to make um, weapons because they they don't like us. So they taught us the weapons so we can kill ourselves. See, we didn't just come up with this stuff off the top of our mind. This was Satan stepping in once again in order to take us down. When I say us, I mean God's creation. That's what I'm talking about. Read that again, brother. Verse 1. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth. See, the metals, the golds, the mercury. They taught us all of those things. And the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of a nap. Atenmony. Alright, so the bracelets and ornaments is what you see today when you see those the artists with the bling chains and decked out. This was something they taught us in order to separate ourselves from us, from each other. To say, look, I'm better than you. Look at me. I got this on. Look, I'm iced out. I'm like the angels. I'm I'm flossing. I'm glossing. This this is what was taught from them. And then what did we do? We started we started using these these chains, these watches, these Rolexes as idols now. Now that make me better than you now. Because I got that and you don't. This was taught from fallen angels. See? Read that again, brother. Verse 1. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tink. Tinctures. Now it says the beautifying of the eyelids. Now we're not here to attack what somebody's doing personally, but you know, the makeup, all of that stuff, you know, how to change how you look and do your eyes like this, that was taught from a fallen angel. Cause see, there you go, playing on that insecurity again. You're not good enough. No, 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 no. I need you to do it like this. Do it like that. Same way I did with Cleopatra thousands of years ago. See? And it's very dangerous because why? Number one, it's deceiving. Of course, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, but it's deceiving because these sisters, a lot of them don't look nothing like them. So they've actually made themselves into something in order to lure a man in to lust. And they don't even look like that. <laughs> See? So this was taught by Satan. This was taught by the fallen angels. And it's dangerous because, and I, I'm not opposed to makeup, you know, but it's... It, to a certain degree, you got to be careful because what you're saying is you're looking in the mirror and you're like, after you you made yourself up, and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, this is the person I want to be. This is how I think I should look. I don't accept that other thing. This is how I want to be. This is what I love. I'm not good enough. I hate myself. Read it again, brother. From the top. Verse one. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony 
and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. Now, what we got to realize is that sorcery starts with deceiving yourself. So when you're making yourself up like that, you're living a lie. And you're comfortable in that lie, see? And that's where the sorcery begins because you know you don't look like that, but yet you're comfortable like it, see? And I don't mean you do it once every night, you know what I mean? But there's girls who every day, every time they go out, they make themselves into something else, see? That's very dangerous because you're saying you don't like how you look. And sisters are saying, well, it seems like when we don't do these things, brothers are going after the other ones, well, you know what? A brother who's going to go after another woman, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You shouldn't have to minimize yourself or minimize who you are because you're trying to keep somebody. Right. That's not the man for you if you feel like you need to do that. Right. We got to remember that and we got to stick clear on that because that's where it starts. You start living that lie. You're somebody else. You look like something else now. You're comfortable with that now. See? So this is what Lucifer would use, and that's why he come after the woman through the insecurities, because that's the easy way in. Not just with women, but even men. When you're emotional, that's when Satan jump in. When you're angry, right, and you can't control yourself, you want to punch something, you want to fight somebody, you want to scream and yell, that's when he come in because you're being emotional. That's when he jumps in, when you're being emotional. So we have to make sure that we try to tone our emotions down and always be, you know, you know, be even, be linear. Because once you start, you know, feeling some type of way, even men, we usually don't make the right decisions because Satan is now utilizing us, utilizing our vessel. Read, brother. Verse 2. And there arose much good godliness, well, excuse me, and there arose much godlessness in the committed fornication. See, that's what came with the, the, the beautiful eye and other eyelids. Fornication came. See? Because it's all about lusting. You notice that Egyptian eye that they show as the symbol with the eyebrow on it? See? So they know where it came from. Cutting your eyes and doing it. And I'm not saying, you know, women should, you know, pamper themselves. That's not what I'm saying. But we got to be very careful, especially when you're dealing with your daughters, your sisters, or friends who are hiding behind this. See? We got to be very careful. Go ahead, brother. Verse 2. And there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray, and became corrupt in all ways. Some Jaza taught enchantments and root cutting are morose, the resolving of enchantments. So one taught enchantments, the other one taught how to take it off. So one would teach you how to put a root on somebody, put a curse on one, somebody, and then the other one would teach how to take it off. And see, they was, they was actually, you have witch doctors in some of these countries, where you would go to somebody and say, you know, this sister did this to me or this brother did this, I want him I want him taken care of. And then you would have somebody put a hex on you, then you would go pay somebody else to take the hex off. And this is what was going on. This is what they were teaching. How to read the future, how to read the palms. This all came from the angels, the fallen angels. We're gonna go back into the law. We're gonna go to Le- Leviticus um, eighteen and twenty one. We just wanted to show you that these are the things that came with these fallen angels. And they've been detrimental to society thus far. Leviticus 18 verse 21. Now, before you you start, during this time was, um, we had been in Egypt from a a seven year famine. Uh, Joseph was second in command. 
uh, we were in Egypt for 210 years. Now, the Pharaoh became angry with the Israelites because during that time, the way we were living caused Egyptians to start changing. Of course, there was still paganism, but they started to, a lot of them started to follow us and deal with our God. So there was a king that came up uh, who was a Syrian. Well, he was a Syrian, but he wasn't really a Syrian. He was a Canaanite who took over an Assyrian land. And he didn't know Joseph. And Joseph had died at this time. So our people were safe in, in Egypt at this time because of Joseph. But this man came up and took down the Egyptian pharaoh. And he had a problem with us. He had a problem with us at this time. We're going to go to uh, read verse 21, brother. Verse 21. And those, and thou shalt not let any of the, thy seed pass through the fire to Molech. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. So it says pass through the fire of Moloch. That's sacrifice. That's child sacrifice. You're doing it with these initiates. You know, celebrating these holidays. A lot of these holidays. Halloween, Christmas. This is how you offer your child up to Satan. You're going to find that out today. This is how you offer your child up to Satan. This this particular um, this particular practice was there would be a bull, a scorching hot bull, a metal bull, and you would put the baby in the bull, then light the bull on fire to hear the baby scream and drain the blood out of the baby, and then you would receive power from Satan through blood. See, it's the same thing we're doing with these holidays to a lower degree. A lot of us are just learning about the holidays, so it's going to take us some time. But it's truly not a joke because these things change. How your child is going to act. These things change how your child is, you know, going to deal with you. So we got to be very careful the things that we open our family, open our homes, open our children up to. We learn a lot of us are learning, but when you feel something isn't right, do what you can to correctify it. You know, pray to the Most High if you need the Most High to step in because it's overwhelming for you. But don't give your child up to Satan. Read that again, brother. Verse twenty-one. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Moloch. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Right. So, Satan, we, we've already established that the, the tree of good and evil was the beginning of all sorcery and witchcraft. And he usually tries to use the woman through independency. Usually. Not all the time. But, you know, they're promoting that. They're promoting, what is it, um... Independent woman, hand in the air. All the women's making money, hands in the air. Right? I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. <laughs> See? This is what he's from this is what they're promoting. This is what they're promoting. This is what Satan is promoting. And it's been hell. It's been hell on us. So what they try to do is it's called the Queen Bee mechanism. They promote the women who will protect the children and initiate them into the traditions of the next generation. See, you notice that everything in this society is really aimed towards women. They got stores that's just aimed towards women. There's no store that I know of that's just aimed towards a man. There's actual stores and things that are just for women. Because this is how Satan does. He puts these things up on a pedestal for the woman and the government will fund the woman to be against the man as a way in. <clears throat> they even give the woman a choice to say, you know what, I want to not have the baby. They even give her that power. Right? So now she had the power of God. Life and death. This is what Satan does. He gives you that opportunity. He gives you that freedom. 
That's what you want. You can have that. See? That's what he does. That's what he does. And he promotes. And of course, I want to put this out there. All sisters are not like that. Most sisters are not like that. Some sisters are in, you know, Proverbs 31 women. You know, women like Sarah. But those aren't the women that's being promoted. And those aren't the women that's being sought after for this particular agenda. See? Everything they're doing is planned. The women that they're putting up there is planned. The Queen Bee. It's called the Queen Bee Mechanism. That means she would control everything around her. The children. And it's really about the children. Getting the children to celebrate these holidays and partake on these things. Because the women have more control than she ever knows. Men know how much control women have. They don't. Every man in here know how much power women have. Women don't even understand how much power they have. See, so we got to be together. We got to be on the same. We got to be on the same playing field. It may take some time. You pray to the Most High. You continue to be obedient. You say, "Listen, okay, if we're going to celebrate these holidays or whatever it may be, let's go into the origin of it. Let, outside the Bible, let's see what the origin was, and let's see if that's something we want our child or we want to partake in." I'm going to compromise with you. I want you to go look up the origin of it and bring it back to me. And then let's see then. See? Because Satan would use the woman especially for the holidays. Because the tradition. Because the most of us celebrated holidays, right, coming up. And then our children celebrated them because we celebrated them. See? So we didn't pass anything on to our children that we weren't taught. We're only teaching what we know. Which is by it's, it's planned. It's planned. Read that scripture again, brother. Leviticus eighteen verse twenty one, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Moloch. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Right, I am. That's the Most High. He said his name was I am. We're gonna go to Second Kings seventeen and seventeen to show you that this was this was prolific. We were doing this. Second Kings 17 verse 17 And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. See? So divinations which is spells and chants all of that stuff is of the devil. And we were doing this. Our people was doing this. Our people was doing this to get a, to get a, a, a blessing from Satan. We would offer up our children in order for a little worldly riches. Read that again, brother. Verse 17. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire. And used divination and enchantments. And sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord. To provoke him to anger. See, so we got to protect our children. By searching out the origin of these things. I, man, I was walking past the church a few days ago. And I almost, I was flabbergasted. I almost fell over. I saw a sign. And it said... It said, Trunk or Treat, October 31st from 6 to 8. They're actually celebrating Halloween at the church. It's like it, it have not changed. It's like the same outside the church and inside the church. Yep. And the sister told me, listen, it, it's for a safe haven. I said, stop right there. <laughs> if you need a safe haven, that lets you know it's wrong. <laughs> Why you need a safe place to do it? You know it's wrong. You know that it's wrong. See, and there has to be some type of separation between the church and the world. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 17. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments 
and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. We provoke the most high to anger with these things. We provoke the most high to anger. Our obedience is the only thing the most high wants. He don't want your money. Keep your tithes. Keep your offering. Just be obedient. That's what he needs from us. That's the only thing you can do for your daddy. It's just listen to him. We all know that. There's nothing else we can do. That's it. It may not be easy. It may take some time. And that's okay. Time is okay. Be patient. We're going to move on to uh, Ezekiel 12 and 24. To, to prove to you that this was prolific. Ezekiel 12 and 24. Ezekiel 12 verse 24. For there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. See? Divination. That's sorcery. That's necromancy. That's horoscopes. That's the future. I see a car in your future, brother. I see you're going to find a nice girl and you're going to... See? This is all against the Most High God. This is not of God. Fortune telling in these things. Read it again, brother. Verse 24. For there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. Right. We're gonna go. So that means no more witchcraft, no more wizardry. That's what this is saying. We were practicing this heavy. And this is part of the reason why we were taken down and destroyed. We started following Gentiles and following their ways. Following their meditation and their practices. This is what happened. We're going to go to Micah 3 and 11. Old Testament. Micah 3 verse 11. The heads thereof judge for reward. And the priests thereof teach for hire. And the prophets thereof divine for money. So that's talking about how these preachers and pastors, they're only teaching for this cash. They're only opening up their doors on these holidays because I can guarantee you this. They're going to pass that plate around on the 31st. Oh, yeah. Even though it's Halloween, they're going to pass that plate around. You see? It's, it's become something different. It's more so about the cash. Read it again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 11. The heads thereof judge for reward. And the priests thereof teach for hire. T.D. Jakes is a brother who's <clears throat> prolific in the Christian church. And he won't even come into a city unless he has 50,000 deposited into his bank account the day before. Wow. He won't even come. That's crazy. See? This is what the Most High is talking about. Read it, brother. The heads thereof judge for reward. And the priests thereof teach for hire. And the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say... Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. So they would be they would be using what they call the prosperity doctrine, which means you give us money and we give you a blessing. I I had a sister tell me two weeks ago that she feel like she's gonna be blessed because she's giving money. And I'm like, What scripture is that? What scripture is that? Because that's not in the Bible at all. You're not gonna be blessed because you're giving money. You're gonna be blessed because you're obedient. That's why you're going to be blessed. You can give him a million dollars. See, that's what people try to do. They try to pay their way into heaven. See, I'm going to do what I want to do, but I'm going to just give you something. <laughs> okay? I'm going to give you my tithes and offering, but I'm going to the club tonight. Okay? See? This is what we do. This is what we try to do. We're going to go to uh, Deuteronomy 18 and 10. We're going into the, uh, the, to the Torah. Deuteronomy 18 verse 10 
there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an en- enchanter, or a witch. Speaking of a witch, it's Halloween coming up, right? <coughs> See, this is something that I know, you know, we're fighting with. Uh, I know a couple people that come here, they may not be here now, but they celebrate Halloween. Um, you know, and it's it's a struggle for something that you got to put down. But the majority of us know who grew up in the church that we didn't know all the other holidays were satanic, but we know this one. We knew this one. At least you, black people knew. You wasn't celebrating this one. You may celebrate everything else, but this one, you're not going to do. This one was blatant. This one was blatant. And we're going to actually touch on that a little bit. We're not going to go too deep into it, but we're going to read just the origin of it so we can have a clear understanding of what's going to transpire on the 31st. So we can have an understanding of what we're actually doing. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. Now, Disney was sensationalized sorcery through all of those same stories we're talking about. They would use enchanters. They would use um, observer of times, people who knew the future with the crystal ball. Disney would do this. Disney is a Satanist. We got to be very careful on what comes on that Disney channel when your children are watching it. You got to watch what your children are watching, listen to what your children are listening to, go to the places that the children are going to because Satan will find a way in. Yes, he will. A lot of times it's through them phones. It's through that phone. We got to be very, very careful because if you don't, you're going to find your child changing. You're going to find your child changing if you don't keep very close eye. We're going to go to uh, we're going to go to Exodus 22 and 19, but I just wanted to show you that, you know, all these wizards and warlockery, and then people say the Bible's a fairy tale. No. But you're, you're following Harry Potter, brother. Is that a fairy tale? You're following Thumbelina. Is that a fairy tale? <laughs> See? So they'll attack the Bible right out, but yet then they'll go buy the, the Harry Potter book. That's a fairy tale. See? This is how they attack the Bible. Exodus 22 and 19. Yes. Did you know that Walt Disney is like level like 36 in the Freemasons? Mm -hmm. They have like a certain club on each Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. Oh, no. Say that again. There's a club for them at the place on each Disneyland for Mm -hmm. the high up Mason. Yep. I actually just learned that. A friend of mine, Edomite, he just actually taught me that about two years ago. That's the truth. Disney, uh, Walt Disney was a high Satanist. He was a homosexual. And he actually was a he was Jewish. And uh, they actually used him for parts of Hitler. He, they actually used him to say certain things that they didn't have Hitler saying for propaganda. Walt Disney. Right now his body is frozen because he believed that he gonna they're going to have technology to bring him back somehow. Through stem search research, uh, stem research. Set, uh, never mind. We've <laughs> <laughs> already gone further away from me. <laughs> We're going to read Exodus twenty-two and nineteen. But no, you're right, sister. Walt Disney. You know, the ones that are dealing with these animations. It's not just animation. They're trying to get the children. It's all about the children. We got to protect them babies with our life. We got to protect them. Uh, 22 and 19, brother. Exodus 22, verse 19. Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. He that sacrifices unto any god 
save unto the Lord only, he shall be utterly destroyed. Excuse me. Read 18, brother. Verse 18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Read that again. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Now, by no means am I saying go kill a witch. <laughs> We're living in a different time. But understand that this is not something that should be sensationalized. This is not something that should be glorified. We shouldn't be dressing up as witches. <laughs> you know, it's telling you suffer not a witch to live. So how could Halloween be okay? We're actually going to go into a couple of... We're going to go into a couple of um, sources that we have here that actually speak on <coughs> Halloween. Just to give you the origin so you can know what to protect yourself from. Or how to equip yourself and defend yourself when you are trying to defend why you're not doing it. Because the mo- majority of the people who are doing it haven't done the research. That's why they're doing it. See? So if you haven't done the research, you can't come to me and say what I'm saying is wrong. Because you didn't do the research. I actually did. We actually did. So we're going to go into it. Uh, read uh, 18 again, brother. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. All right. Now we're going to go to Acts 7 and 43. we got about, about six or seven more scriptures. And we're going to go into these books. Acts, Acts 7 verse 43. Yes, sir. Acts 7 verse 43. Yeah. Ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch. See, Moloch. And the star of your god, Remphan. Right, so the star of your god, Remphan. So that star, that six-pointed star, that's not the star of David. <laughs> Megan David, yeah, not the David from the Bible. That's a sorcerer star. And we used to sacrifice our children. When it said, don't let your children pass through the fire, this would be a symbol that we placed our children in the sacrifice. Read it again, brother. Verse 43. Yeah, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god Remphan, figures which ye made to worship them. And I will carry you away beyond Babylon. So if you want to see what that star is, you just type in the star of Remphan and it will pop up to you. That same thing that they're claiming is the star of David, that they're trying to hook to the Bible. The Bible says that's devil worship. That's what the Bible says. See, we got to educate our kids on, you're not going to be wearing no pentagrams. You're not going to be bringing no ghouls and goblins up here. You're not going to be wearing anything with skulls. That's where we need to be as parents. It's an obligation. It's our obligation to protect these children. It's our obligation. Let's teach them something with some substance. It may not be the popular thing to do. But we got to protect these children because if we don't, we're going to we're going to be judged for it. the most. I said, don't pass your children through the fire. All of these things, no, none more than the other, but all of these things accumulated. Are going to take your child down a dark road. You're going to see your child changing and not in a good way. See uh, what scripture read that again, brother, before we move on. Verse 43. Yeah. Yeah, ye took up the tabernacles of Moloch and the star of your god Remphan, figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. To prove to you that they was using that star, which you're going to see tomorrow a lot. This is the same star that Jewish people are using. That's the star of Satan. It's it's called the star of Megan David. Megan David was a Jewish man. They they claim it's the star of David to make you think it's talking about David from the Bible, because that's the only way they can get you to use it. They gotta tie it into the Bible. If they don't, why would we use it? So you'll see a lot of Jews 
black Jews, the real Jews, walking around with this star on. And I'm like, I, I definitely can't learn anything from you, brother, because you got <laughs> you got Satan's symbol on you. Do you know that a demon would be called into the room because of that symbol? That's how you invoke a demon. They showing it on all the uh, uh, all the videos. They showing it. These symbols mean something, and we have to do our best to educate ourselves on that because it's not a game. It's not a joke. We got to protect ourselves from these things. All right? We're gonna go to uh, Proverbs twenty-two and six because that star of Rembrandt. Once you do the research on it, child sacrifice come with that star. You're sacrificing your child to Moloch. With that star. Letting your child just walk around with that on. Have games, necklaces. I seen a necklace with it on there today. Uh, it wasn't today, a few days ago. And I'm like, who would put this around their neck? You're going to have all types of demons attacking you. All types. Proverbs 22 and 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Read it again. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we need to teach our children something of some substance. Because in the end, we're going to be responsible for the things that our children pick up. And it's quite comical that parents now have reduced themselves to the role of a friend. Right? It's like the friends and you have the same <laughs> agenda. It's like you don't tell your child what to do. You don't tell them no. You're doing all the same thing the friend is doing. You're a friend. You're not even a parent anymore. You're a babysitter now. <laughs> right? We're going to show you the power of a parent. We're going to show you the power of the parent. Because it's an obligation of us to better our children. Even if we celebrated these days, we don't want our children we want our children to be better than us. Isn't that what all people, all parents say? I want my child to have more than me, to be smarter than me, to be better than me. Yep. So just because I was wrong don't mean I'm going to pass it down to my child. See? Only pride would have you hold on to something that you know is wrong for the sake of not wanting to be wrong. Right? So once it's proven, then you can go to the Most High and ask Him for, for his help to help alleviate some of this pressure some of this peer pressure because it's truly peer pressure it's peer pressure my thing is me personally I'm not going to celebrate a day that I know nothing about now if you teach me about the day then I'll make a decision but why would I just go follow something I need to know what I'm following and I wasn't always like that but now that I'm an adult I need to understand right. I need to I need to understand uh, read that scripture again and then we're going to go into these other books <clears throat> Verse six. Yeah, train up a child in the way he should go, and we when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right now, we're gonna we're gonna show you some things. We're gonna. I got um, I looked up the word. I looked up Halloween and Britannica, which we all know. Any of us who are scholars know that Britannica is encyclopedias, and I just wanted to get the origin. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because I think all of us know that it's wrong. But I think we should touch on it just so you can say you heard it and you can speak on it for yourself. You saw this yourself or read it yourself. So I'm not going to put it up on the screen, but I'm just going to have him read it. Uh, you can just read, like, read the highlighted stuff. <clears throat> yep. Halloween had its origin in the festival of 
Samhain among the Celts of ancient Britain and Ireland. So Samhain, that's this day Halloween is also known as Samhain. And it comes from where, brother? From ancient Britain and Ireland. Right. So this is not even a Hebrew thing. This is actually an Edomite thing. This comes from Ireland. This comes from Europe. During the Samhain festival, the souls of the souls of those who had died were believed to return to visit their homes. And those who had died during the year were believed to journey to the other world. People set bonfires on hilltops for relighting their their hearth fires for the winter and to frighten away evil spirits. So this is why the bonfire, this is where it came from. <clears throat> and they sometimes wore masks and other disguises to avoid being recognized by the ghosts thought to be present. See, so this is where the dressing up comes from. It was in those ways that being such as witches, hobgoblins, fairies, and demons came to be associated with the day. The period was also thought to be favorable for divination on matters such as marriage, health, and death. See, so divination, the Most High just warned us about divination. See, so on this day, it's sex magic, it's rituals, it's orgies. They're bringing forth children in a satanic cult. See, they come together on certain days through certain rituals and have children then the child that's born from that is offered up to Satan mm -hmm. you notice a lot of these stars have children they just disappear yeah, ever notice that see mm -hmm. because they're offering their child up to Satan for riches for celebrity for stardom that's what they do you see all of these stars adopting children from other countries then the child's gone see this is what's going on a lot of these children are being snatched up and molested on these days this is a ritual day you think that it's just for kids, but what are the adults doing on that day? Mm. See, that's what you need to worry about, not the kids. What are the adults doing on that day? Mm. 